All right, everybody, welcome into episode 64 of the Five Star Preps podcast. Before we get to Stephen Hargis and talk about the Blue Cross Bowl Championships going to his city down in Chattanooga, I do want to remind you to hop on to fcaknoxville.org backslash camp forward slash camp. I'm not sure what that's called. fcaknoxville.org forward slash camp. Check out all the opportunities they have for team and individual sports camps coming up this summer. Really glad that they are helping us out with our state championship coverage from Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and that's right where uh, Stephen Hargis was all day today. That was a, that was a long trip for you, Stephen. Yeah, Jason, it's uh, you've been to these things before. Some sometimes you never know how to judge it. Sometimes you'll get there and they they kind of move along quickly. This was not one of those days. Um, I think I even tweeted earlier it was it was not a smart choice to assume it was going to be a quick meeting and skip lunch. <laughs> well, I was they... starving by the time that thing ended. <laughs> They send us emails with kind of like the agenda on it, and mm-hmm. at the time, you know, I, like I told you, I planned to come down there. I just, I did not get any sleep last night, and I mean no sleep. I mean no sleep. I, I didn't need to be driving, so I just, I was sitting there contemplating. Still, should I go down there? It doesn't look like it's going to be a long mm-hmm. meeting. Just a couple of items. They'll get, get right to it, and it ended up being a, a marathon board of control meeting. Just Cliff Notes version. What was the hangup today? Well, I really think, you know, they got to the discussion for the bid proposals for the Blue Cross Bowl fairly early. Um, but when they took the, the initial vote, it was 6-6 to six because I, I know there's some loyalty, you know, for some folks in the mid-state area who are on the border control. I get that. But there was also some questions as far as the biggest snag on it, Jesse, was trying to determine who was going to keep the money uh, that's made from the advertising on the Jumbotron. So before T-Bless Blade got that, uh, Tennessee Tech, in this in this bid proposal, Cookville didn't include who would get that money. So they wanted to know. Obviously, T-Bless Blade's like, hey, you know, we need to find out because that could then void other contracts that we have with advertisers. <clears throat> if, let's say, Tennessee Tech decides they want to sell advertising, you know, T-Bless Blade has a, uh, a contract with, with, let's say, Coke. And Tennessee Tech says, well, we can make money if we sell advertising to Pepsi and your contract that Team Display has, you know, exclusive rights for Coca-Cola. So, you know, the attorney, once he, he stood up and said, wait a minute, you know, if, if Cookville didn't include the details of who's going to be in charge of the marketing and, and, and receiving the money for what appears on the Jumbotron, then we could be setting ourselves up for violating other contracts that we were in agreement with with advertisers. So they took that break. They, they called Cookville kind of give them a chance to clarify, you know, what are we going to do? Uh, do you want to go back to the way things were, or do you have something else in mind? And I think they, they found out that, you know, Cookville basically said, we didn't put anything in our bid uh, proposal for a reason. Basically, you know, without saying as much, because we want to keep the money. We want to be in control and, and, and charge whoever we want to for advertising. Well, once they learned that, then all of a sudden, the only person that still voted for Cookville uh, was was the person from that area that represents that area? Otherwise, the other eleven of the other twelve uh, changed their vote. You know, basically voted for the, the, the move to Chattanooga. Yeah, I mean, I think that point from the people I talked to, the board of control. I mean, their their hands are tied. I mean, legally, they had to basically go with Chattanooga. Yes, yes. Really, there was no question. I mean, you you just didn't have an option because, uh, like I said, once once Rick Colbert, once the attorney stood up and explained to them. Uh, what they were facing, uh, and they gave Cookville one more chance. 
then then when Cookville didn't come back and say, yeah, we'll just go back to the way things were, uh, you know, the new bid proposal was going to be different, and that was going to violate some other uh, contracts that they had. So there was really no choice to be made. Well, I'm, I'm going to speak on behalf of all, uh, all the media from our really long state. Just, you know, thanks for going down there and, and keeping everybody abreast of what was going on because they didn't live stream that, uh, not even audio, for, for people to follow along with. So I was really glad that you were able to go down there and, and give us some insight as to what's going on. When, when, when you heard the two bids uh, read aloud, or I'm not sure who presented them, but did you feel like it was overwhelmingly in, in Chattanooga's favor? I felt like, you know, financially, it was really close. I mean, Murphs for, or uh, Cookville offered $3,000 more uh, in their guaranteed money, 253000 to Chattanooga's 250000 But then when you start looking at things like the parking, you know, who gets the parking, um, uh, you know, hotel rooms for people to play staff, things like that, now all of a sudden it actually swung more in favor of Chattanooga. And then to me the kicker has always been, uh, not just in this bid proposal, but when Cookville wanted from, from Murfreesboro years ago, you start to look at the facilities. And, and Jody Wright, who obviously is from your area, made a great point that I've heard a lot of other coaches say, the playing surface at Tennessee Tech is unplayable. It's not safe. Right. Uh, now, the Tech athletic director addressed that and said, look, after this coming season and after next spring, we're, we, we've got the funds, we're going to put new turf down. Well, you know, as Jody said, well, that doesn't address this season. You know, if, if, your, if your son is playing football, do you want him playing on that field this season? Uh, and the answer for most people, if they saw the condition that the turf was in, would, would be no. It's just it's not safe. So that really, you know, was was a big deal. And, and I heard, you know, some guys talking afterward. They had toured the two facilities. And once they saw for themselves Finley Stadium, you know, with the number of, of suites that there are uh, for corporate sponsors, also for people play members and, you know, even some fans who could rent those suites um, and some of the other things that are surrounding the stadium itself, you know, the restaurants, the hotels all being within walking distance, then they kind of saw that, hey, this is this is a, a pretty good move to take it to Chattanooga. Mm. I'll say this, and I've talked to some coaches, and you've probably heard the same. And this is stuff that we maybe don't see as media and common fans at Tucker Stadium in Cookville. But for all the coaches that I've talked to spoke glowingly about how the hospitality at Cookville, like how that made them feel and how organized it was maybe behind the scenes. So I, I, I do want to present that out there. But there were promises kind of made in this at, at various points during this 12-year window where Tech says, hey, we're going to improve this. And really, facility-wise, the only thing I really saw improve in those 12 years was the addition of the Jumbotron. The field, and I, I've worked in synthetic turf for seven years now. That's one of the worst fields I've ever stepped foot on. When my photographer, Danny Parker, is on his knees or lying down for a, like a, a special angle shot, he comes up with turf shreds all over him, and that's not supposed to happen. Yeah. Do you get do you get rubber in your shoes? Yeah, you're going to get that at, at every field. But it was just so matted down and so beat down. I mean, it was just – I guarantee you if they went out and did a, a GMAC test, which is to – to test for concussions in the how soft your field is i just i can't imagine that thing passing so the fact that chattanooga had replaced its turf and reinstalled new turf i think in 2020 I mean, that had to be a big thing in it a big feather in its cap yeah absolutely i mean that that came up and uh you know <clears throat> during one of the breaks and talk with other board members you know they knew that they knew the turf was new uh in much better shape they obviously they knew 
the condition they had heard from the coaches from their area that they represent who had mentioned the fact of just how poor uh, the field in Cookville, poor shape it was in. So that, all that, that certainly played a role. I think all of those things added up when you look at the, the, the field, the conditions there, uh, the, the finances were relatively close uh, one way or the other. Uh, the locker room situation was pretty much a wash. Both both stadiums, unfortunately, only have the two locker rooms. So, you know, Chattanooga is going to get creative in, in what they're going to do uh, in terms of that to kind of offset that. Uh, but everything was, was pretty much the same. But once you look at the facilities, and you and I have talked about this, I, I know – you know, I've written it, several opinion pieces that I felt like the, the crown jewel of high school sports in Tennessee is the football state championships. Mm-hmm. That should not be held at a facility where everyone looks at it and says, this place is in bad shape. It's a dump. Uh, it should be held, you know, somewhere where it feels like a championship venue. You know, it, it felt that way when it was in Murfreesboro. You know, it was a nice, nice facility. Uh, I think we'll get back to that uh, coming back to Chattanooga. It'll, it will feel big, like a bigger deal because the facility is, is much better. Um, and, and the folks in, in Cookville couldn't have been nicer, like you said. I mean, everyone was so helpful, very accommodating. Anything that you needed, whether it was from the media or coaches and players I spoke to, you know, the people really ran things very smoothly. So Chattanooga's got their, their work cut out for them in that aspect to live up to what we've all become accustomed to there. Uh, I think the biggest gap was just the facilities, to be honest with you. I mean, yeah, the stadium, I mean, the turf, and, and all that. Yeah, I mean, anytime we needed something for an all-state meeting, like the football coaches would basically give us their conference room right there at the stadium. Uh, I thought the lodging and I thought the restaurants improved over the course of 12 years, but they're still kind of far removed from the stadium. It's still a good 10, 10 to 15-minute drive, I think, from the stadium given traffic. Once you get back out to that main interstate little strip of, of restaurants, and but it improved. Um, but yeah, I, I think it all gets down to facilities. And look, my first, my first recollection recollection of a state football championship was when Humboldt made it to the Clinic Bowl in 1995, I believe. And you go down to Vanderbilt Stadium, and it, it feels like you're at a big deal. There's lots of cool surrounds in Nashville. Is that what we're going to get in in? in Chattanooga I mean I've spent some time in downtown Chattanooga it's undergone a, a great uh, revitalization period and it just it's cool to be down there again the stadium's down by the river I mean what are people going to be treated to do you think uh, in December this year yeah that's one of the other differences is, is Tucker Stadium is on the campus so you, you know you're kind of landlocked there as far as restaurants and bars and things like that that people can go to before the game whereas in Chattanooga you are downtown. You're within walking distance of restaurants and bars. Uh, there's 1,400 parking spaces are, like adjoining the stadium, so you know plenty of folks uh, will be able to park right next to the stadium. Uh, there's there's you know the aquarium, all the things that are along the, the, the riverfront down there uh, that will add to it. And then of course across from the stadium itself is the pavilion, uh, which is normally it's going to be large enough. Their plan right now is it's going to become what what will be known as the Blue Cross fan zone so kind of like the sec experience where you know kids can go and they'll have inflatables and they can throw footballs through hoops and they'll have food vendors and all that kind of stuff where you're literally you walk across a little alley and you're right there overlooking the stadium uh, into the into the stadium itself so um you know just from a a perspective of being able to go get you know dinner if you're if you're getting teams playing the late game uh you know maybe go grab lunch and a drink with some friends or whatever and then and then you can just walk 
you know, you're, if you're staying downtown in a hotel, if you stay over, you're going to be able to walk to your restaurant of your choice uh, and then to the stadium itself and then back to the hotel. It's just a lot more convenient there. And I, I think that'll add a lot more to the atmosphere itself because, you know, in Cookville, you'd have to leave the stadium and, and drive down to the strip where all the restaurants are uh, or, or where the hotels are and things like that. This, it's all going to be more surrounding the downtown area. It, you know, the stadium itself will just feel like it's in the middle of this big celebration for all these people that come in to, to you know, watch their teams or, or watch the football state championships. I'm sure some of the people you've talked to from the city of Chattanooga are excited, but have you gotten a sense of feedback from the coaches down in that area at all? Uh, several texts from, from guys who obviously, you know, they're like, you know, hoping that their, their team gets to play, how neat it would be to play in your, in your hometown. But they're like, you know, even if, if not, actually the funny thing is with us being right on the, the, the state line in Georgia, I've had several North Georgia coaches who've messaged to say, we're going to bring our whole staff and come watch, you know, the state championship. So I think you'll have a lot of interest there. Um, just, you know, it, it, it's the same as it is in your area. I mean, football is king. There's going to be loads of people from the, the rural areas, you know, Men County, Meigs County, Marion County, all, all the outlying counties that are attached to Hamilton County that were within a 20-minute to 30-minute driving distance. You know, if their teams aren't playing in it, they're going to come in and watch uh, now that they don't have to drive, you know, an hour and a half to two hours away. You've covered college football in that stadium. What are we going to get from a facility standpoint there? Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. They've, they've, obviously, they've hosted the FCS National Championship several times. They've hosted, you know, World Cup uh, U.S. Uh, national team's been in there to play a few times. Uh, I mean, so they've had some big events there. So that, that will be one thing is the folks who run Finley Stadium know how to operate a, a, a big event. In fact, one of the people who's involved was in media relations with the Masters for 27 years. Um, so, you know, in, in talk with him, he, you know, he certainly knows how to take care of uh, the patrons, the media, and things like that. Uh, so <laughs> I, I, I really think that there. people – Yeah, you like that? I, I think mean, you would. Um, you know, I think people are going to notice that type of thing. You know, just just the hospitality that you're going to get most anywhere in the state. But there's just an excitement, man. I've, I've, it's been building ever since they announced they were going to make this bid. You know, business owners around Chattanooga have emailed or messaged me just to say how excited they are and their employees are to be a part of it. You know, there's going to be no shortage of volunteers. And that was one of the other things. You know, in talking with someone at the Tito Blaze, Blaze, they've had more trouble getting volunteers the longer it's going on in Cookville. That's just, you know, that's natural. It's, it's been there for so long. It kind of, you know, loses its, the newness, the luster. Well, now you're going to a place that's super excited and jacked up to host this thing and wants to really put on a good show. So, I, you know, I'll, I really hope for the city's sake that they do a, a nice job with it because I know there's going to be a lot of uh, energy put into that. Yeah, I mean, they're only getting it for two years. So it's not like... And, I, and again, I go back to the comment some of the coaches talked about the hospitality and how well they were taken care of. If you're only getting this thing for two years and it's going to go back up for bid, you're going to try to knock it out of the park. So I don't think there's going to be any problem. And I'd be shocked if there is a problem or a letdown going from Cookville to Chattanooga in terms of just making people feel special or making coaches and players feel special. I mean, I think they're going to try to do their absolute best to just kill this thing down there in a good way. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and one of the things, I mean, you know, from a media perspective, you know, no one else cares about that other than the media itself. But, you know, we, we've always kind of joked about Tucker Stadium. You took the, what was the 86-step challenge right. where you, the, you had to, there was no elevator. So to get to the press box, anyone, media or assistant coaches who went up to the, to the box, you had to walk up those 86 steps uh, to get to the press box. And the press box was so small that they would have to have a media tent 
down on the field to accommodate the overflow of media. Well, the great thing about Finley is it's the press box is plenty big enough for all of the media and then some that's going to be there for the for the state championships games, as well as you know the, the radio uh, networks for for the you know the hometown teams plus the suites. I mean, there's the press box is ginormous, so they're they're going to have no problem seating everyone there. Uh, you know, getting to the suites. Uh, you, you know, even the, the two VIP suites that Tucker Stadium had, you had to walk up the steps to get to it. Well, now the VIP suites for Chattanooga, you hop on one of the elevators and just ride up to it. You know, and, and there's obviously there's there's uh, you know catering. Uh, once you get upstairs at most of the college games, uh, you know that, that we normally didn't really have in, in Cokeville. Uh, so I mean, just little things like that that they'll really take care of, of folks. And then you know we we talked on it uh, just a little bit earlier about the fact that both bids uh, only have the, the stadiums only have two locker rooms. So at Cookville, what teams would do, they were using like an auxiliary gym type thing, like a, a rec center uh, across the street from the stadium. And they would, you know, if you played one of the last two games of the day, you would dress there and then walk across the street into the stadium. Well, so Chattanooga has a, a similar situation where they only have the two main locker rooms for the teams that are playing in the game that's happening right then. But what they're going to do is the convention center is about three blocks away from the stadium. They're going to set it up so that your team, if you're the second game or the third game, you can come in whatever time of the day. You've got a basically a convention hall that's going to be turned into a giant locker room uh, with, with you know some of the folks who, you know, the carpet meals who, who put turf out and things like that are going to put the carpet out there so that they can advertise, you know, to some of these teams their carpet. They'll have carpeted rooms with, uh, you know, pregame meals that spread for the for the players and the teams, uh, lockers, benches, you know, all the dry race boards, everything the coaches need, their own private bathrooms, you know, things like that where. You can come and set up shop and stay there all day if you want to to, to get ready for the game and, and to go over things. Uh, it, it, they're even going to be big enough where the, the teams can do walkthrough there if they wanted to or just come in there and just get dressed. And, and what they'll do next is they'll hop on the bus and have a police escort for those three blocks that drive them down into the stadium. So it's you know stopping traffic and, and going through intersections and things like that where the kids feel like it's a really big deal. You're basically getting like a police escort, like a you know presidential police escort into the stadium. Uh, so, you know, they, they found some creative ways to get around what was the one hitch that Chattanooga felt like they had. So how long does it take you when you leave to go to Nashville for these meetings or Murfreesboro? How long does it take you to, to get there? Um, to Murfreesboro, a little, maybe an hour and 15 minutes from, from my house. Um, an hour and a half, depending on the traffic going up Monteagle Mountain. Okay, so teams uh, from— Nash- Nashville is a good two hours, maybe. So teams from Nashville, or not from Nashville, but from West Tennessee that, that maybe— may, It's not going to be that— that much longer of a drive once you you take i think 840 that goes underneath um nashville and then circles into murfreesboro and then cuts down towards chattanooga i mean all in all it's not going to be that much longer of a drive and i I try to explain that to people and there's going to be some complaining because of the drive early on when you talk about anytime there's change when you go from one locale to another but as i pointed out on twitter it's like look would you just rather complain about the drive to essentially east tennessee and start complaining about the facilities and everything else or do you just want to drive or complain about the drive and i think once they get there and go through that first year there that i think their socks will be blown off and it really won't matter if they had to drive an extra 30 minutes as opposed to cookville yeah i mean you know hopefully that's that's the plan for for chattanooga uh it is maybe a 30 minute extra, you know, 30 to 45 minutes, depending on which direction you're coming from. It's not that bad. Most of the board members that I spoke to who drove to Chattanooga to tour the facility 
that was one of the first things they commented on was, look, we were worried about the drive, but after making it ourselves to tour the facility, we, uh, we recognized that um, it, it's not that bad. And, you know, anyone can find any, you can nitpick anything, yep. whether it's the drive, whether it's the you know, facilities or whatever. But I, I really think once you get there and you kind of see all the amenities and all the, the accommodations that Chattanooga is going to offer and the fact that you can go, you know, downtown and eat at a nice you know, sit-down restaurant, it's not, you don't have to go drive through or whatever. You, you can actually sit down with your family and have a nice meal. Uh, or the aquarium or, or, or the river walk and, you know, there's some things like that that you know can make it really neat. Have nothing to do necessarily with football, but it just kind of enhances and adds to it. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you out of here after this. It's been a long day for you, and I appreciate you you talking with me on your way back home. Power rank your top five places to go pregame, socialize, eat whatever you want down around the stadium, and, and you don't have to keep it. I mean, if it's a bar, it's a bar. I, I'm it, this isn't like super family show or anything like that so if it's I, I, I've, I've been to Urban Stack down there I'm a big burger guy and I uh, like to have a beverage every now and then and I've Urban Stack as I know a few blocks away give me your give me your top five places down there uh, in downtown Chattanooga tell you what, that's close to the stadium Urban Stack would be up there Jason that's really good I mean if you want to grab a beer and a burger go there uh, Clyde's Clyde's is, is definitely within walking distance, and it's a great atmosphere, great little uh, bar slash restaurant. Uh, they've got an incredible bison burger that's really, really good, but I've never had a bad meal there, so that's that's really good. And it really, you know, I mean, there's a couple of barbecue joints. There's some mom-and-pop places. It's the, the funny thing is, as I'm thinking about the downtown area, like, you know, they've got the chilies and things like that, but there's not a lot of chain restaurants that you think of in terms of, you know, like a fast food type place. It's pretty much all like you mentioned, the urban stacks and the Clydes and things like that, where it's a it's a sit down meal, you know, where you can uh, several places with with rooftop uh, dining, you can you can sit out and, and actually see the stadium from rooftops, and uh, you know, I mean, I, I would definitely say hit Clydes for one, hit Urban Stack because I'm a big, I'm a big burger guy myself, uh, you know, and, and then beyond that, you probably are going to go down some somewhere around uh, the aquarium itself. Uh, and you may want to get, you know, rhythm and blues. Going to have some some music, typically uh, live music, along with uh, your food. Uh, so any of those in that little area, there's a cluster of those, Jason, that you can hit, and uh, and you're really going to enjoy yourself well, with any of those. Right next, I'm looking at my Google Map here, and it looks like right next to the stadium is Southside Social and Chattanooga Brewing, like literally right across the street from the stadium. Southside Social, you can literally sit out on the patio and you're looking into the stadium from one of the end zones. That's awesome. And it's also a place if your team's already played or your team doesn't play till the next day, you know, and, and you're you're you've already had your meal and you don't really care about watching the game that's going on or whatever. Or there's not going there's a bowling alley inside of Southside Social. Uh, there's plenty of you know pool tables and things like that. Uh, I mean, it's it's a really nice little setup right there as well. That's and that one, I didn't name it only because it's more of uh, typically, when I've gone there, other than on, on the days on Saturdays when UTC's playing, it's a lot of college kids there on a on a normal weeknight. Yeah. So I'm a little. I don't want to be the old guy at the bar, you know, having a beer uh, <laughs> yeah. around all the college kids. So I didn't name it, but it is on the weekends now when UTC plays at home. It's a it's a much different crowd. It's it's more you know the the family oriented crowd that's there then kind of having their meal before they go watch the box play. You know what would absolutely slay, I think, down there this weekend or the weekend of the games would be like 
I don't know, a food truck park. I don't know if they have that in downtown Chattanooga or if some of these restaurants we've talked about have food trucks. But if they just set up, yeah, that's, set up somewhere near the stadium, I mean, they would just print money. That's a great idea. And there's there's an area right there near the pavilion where the where the uh, the pavilion that's across the street from the stadium, they could actually park a row of food trucks there. And you're right. I mean, people could just stand out there and say, you know, if the weather's nice, you could just stand out there and get your burrito or burger or whatever you're going to have. And yeah, that's 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 pretty pretty great idea maybe you should have the five-star preps uh burger wagon out there and, and you and hey, you just slinging burgers hey it's it's definitely been talked about one of our owners wants to have a food truck a five-star preps food truck to go to <laughs> games on friday nights that out of one side sells concessions out of the other side sells five-star preps uh gear and apparel and i'm like look if that's what you want to do if that's what you want to invest in you, you go ahead and do that and i'm i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm not gonna slow you down so don't don't uh don't be surprised to see one pop up in 2021 or 22 so but man i I appreciate you hopping on with us and this was kind of a a last thing second thing that uh, i figured i'd have you on and just kind of for people up here to kind of get to know what happened today what it's going to be like down in chattanooga and what they can look forward to so after a long day of reporting i know you probably still have some stuff to do i really appreciate you hopping on with us anytime jesse all right man will we see you in murfreesboro this week you will. I will be there. We've got uh, Cleveland plays Thursday and that's Howard right. plays Thursday. That's that's our only two local teams from our area that are going to be there. So I will be up there to watch those two. Uh, those. Well, awesome, man. Well, I'll see you up there on Thursday. And, uh, again, I appreciate you hopping on. Anytime, bud. All right. We'll see you. Okay. All right. Bye. That's Stephen Hargis of the Chattanooga Times Free Press and really uh, invite you to go to his website, and check out his coverage from the Board of Control meeting. He was keeping all of us informed today with tweets and really, again, appreciate him doing that. Uh, Tom Krieger as well from the Tennessean was there. And and so, um, just, man, I plan to get down there today and absolutely got no sleep and did not need to be behind the wheel today. So certainly appreciate the brethren in the media going there and tweeting out what happened at the Board of Control. And, hey, it's a new era for the Blue Cross Bowl State Championships after 12 years in Cookville. We'll be moving down to Chattanooga for 2021 and 2022. We have comments from Board of Control member Jody Wright, a uh, athletic director and boys basketball coach at Fulton, on the website on fivestarpreps.com. We also talked to Gary Rankin. He won nine championships in the 12-year run at Cookville, and so he got to know the place really well, and uh, he provided his comments as to what it was like there and, and what he's looking forward to most in Chattanooga. So, All that on 5starpreps.com. We got baseball previews. We got softball previews. We got soccer previews. Uh, We're going to have tennis and track coming very, very soon. So uh, if you're not a subscriber, use 5SP code 20. 5SP code 20 at sign up. You'll get 20% off your first month. Or go ahead and sign up for the year. You're going to save so much more money if you use that 20% off code for signing up the year. And uh, you'll enjoy the football coverage all season long, the stats and the reports and just all that we do uh, to bring a spotlight to our athletes in the greater Knoxville area. So that's it for Episode 64 of the Five Star Preps Podcast. We'll uh, catch you guys next time.